Well, guys, July 31st, 2019, the Tour de France is over. Yes. Spoiler alert. Mm. Egan Bernal of Colombia, the winner. Oh, ruined it for me now. Youngest uh, winner in uh, 100 years. Yep. First Colombian to win the Tour de France. Yes. And you know, uh, did you guys see the the post race celebration with his with his family, where he embraced his younger brother and his uh, and his mother and his girlfriend? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the little the little thing they did? They sort of mix, kind of made the sign of the cross on mm-hmm. each other in the course of giving each other a hug. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, you know, Colombia obviously very very religious country, mostly Catholic, I uh, believe. Mostly Catholic, owing to the Spanish influence. Yep. Uh, and so I thought to myself, well, that obviously must be, you know, something, something very religious. So I, I, I looked into it mm-hmm. and, uh, lo and behold, it's actually not religious at all. Oh. Uh, it's actually, it's actually sign language. Okay. It, uh, Egan Bernal and his family were, were uh, doing sign language back and forth to each other when they were, when they were doing that. You know, do you know what it translates to in sign language? <laughs> I have a guess. Yeah. Cross is coming. Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 93 of the Yay Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Uh, hey there, Bodie. Welcome back to New Orleans. This is the T-Bone. And uh, this is Cheerio. Good evening, gentlemen. Wow, I really missed the opportunity to say this is the Bernal Bodie. Bernal Barometer Bodie. Bodie, who has the barometer of Bernal and knew he was going to win, called it one. You, I won you the podcast it. picks. I mm. also, because I picked Bernal to win in Roller Derby... The online paramutual betting game. Mm-hmm. I, for no money. For no money, just internet points. I yeah. actually won another podcast league. I won the Slow Ride Podcast Roller Derby. Or maybe it was a wide angle podium roller derby league. I believe it was wide angle podium. I saw that tweet. They shouted yeah. you out in a little tweet. Gave me a shout out. Congratulations, buddy. You yeah, did. all I did was made one bet. <laughs> and everybody else, my, it was based not on the amount, the volume, but the percentage of winnings. Or no, the percentage of return. So I made the smallest bet for the biggest gain oh. and uh, won that overall league for Tour de France. Well, last week, uh, leading into the final week of the Tour, I picked uh, Thibaut Pino uh, to be the eventual winner, although I had picked Egan Bernal um, before it all started. Mm. I was on Had that. you? I had. Uh, on the podcast? On the podcast. Do we need to insert in some tape here? We could probably insert some tape, yeah. Well, all I know is that on our last podcast, we gave our final predictions of who was going to win the tour. And you... I said, Pino. I said Pino. You DNF'd. I DNF'd. Uh, I'm, I, I did as well. T, the T-Bone, T-Bone Malone, I did as well in this year's Tour de France as Thibaut Pino did. This is true. Well, actually, you didn't win a stage. No, that's true. So, You're right. Yeah. In GC, though, I finished it. Finished even with him on GC. We both, D, we both DNF'd. <laughs> I guess I DNS'd. You DNS'd, yeah. Anyway, uh, but DNS yes. is always better than DNS. That's true. So, so you're, you're just behind him. Yeah. I got second because I picked Garrett Thomas. And, who uh, got second. Who got second, yeah. And so I'm up on the podium there next to you. Um, and spoken like a true American, I picked Bernal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Bernal and his brother being there, his younger brother, 
And I've, I'm sure there's a lot of people trying to sign him right now, even though he might not even ride a bike. I, you know, I was wondering. We saw we saw him with his younger brother, and there was no mention or when anything I heard of. Yeah, does he ride bikes as well? I don't know. I mean, I did. You guys, I'm sure you saw the the photo of Bernal uh, going around the internet like in 2008 or something, where he's like he's like a junior on a mountain bike podium. Uh, Bernal, yeah, yeah, and he's uh, yeah, he was very good mountain biker. Um, uh, from my understandings, which is hardly surprising, really. Did you know that uh, Rigo arranged for... It was a surprise for Bernal. Rigo arranged for Bernal's brother to be flown over. Uh, for, Classy move. For the, for the podium. Strong yeah. move. That's yeah. pretty cool. Hell of a nice guy, yeah. apparently. Um, well, so yeah, we that, that's, let's, that's kickoffs our tour coverage. Um, that's sort of... We're going to kind of do a lightning round thing. We might not bust out the timer. <laughs> cue the lightning and thunder maybe i'll bring out a buzzer but uh yeah Igor bernal wins the 2019 tour de france that's the fourth winner of the tour for sky ineos yeah bernal is the first colombian to win yep he's the youngest ever to win the yellow jersey yes also the youngest well, youngest to win since the war, because apparently they didn't used to wear yellow jerseys. No, they didn't bring the jersey until like 1913, 14 or something. But he actually, he is also the youngest to win in a century. Um, the only younger rider How old him. is he? He's under 26. He's 22. 20, 22. Wow, he's yeah. only 22 and he won his second Grand Tour. Or as, sorry, uh, what, in his oh. second Grand Tour. <laughs> he won for the first time in his second only Grand Tour. Well, well he won the Tour of California. So in which, your book, Bodie, he's won two Grand Tours. Thank you, Townsend, for pointing that out. You're yeah. right. So his third Grand Tour appearance, he's won two out of three. Not too bad. Um, Not too bad at all. Interestingly, did it without winning a stage, although one might say that the shortened stage... Uh, that no one actually technically won that stage, right. stage twenty. Uh, excuse me, stage nineteen. Yeah, uh, he he could be credited with the win on that, but uh, I don't know the stat on this. But uh, I know that when Cuddles won the tour, uh, he won he won it without winning a stage, and it was a similar kind of uh, similar yep. kind of ride. You know, just a slow burn. Right there, always in the mix, never in the yellow jersey until the moment it counted. Although with Cuddles, he didn't put the yellow jersey on until the final time trial stage. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and Bernal didn't win it, didn't get the jersey until that day. So he only actually got to wear it for two days, you know, stage 20 and stage 21. But that, um, I believe Froome, I think a few riders have, have won the tour without... Froome had one year where he didn't win a single stage. Yeah, no, it's not... It, 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 that's not unheard of yeah. by any stretch. No. But it's, it, it sort of it sort of it tells a story of the tour and what a, what a pretty unique, over, you know, considered the last few years and exciting tour we had with the uh, the consistent Alaphilippe, uh, the Thibaut, the rising Pino, uh, rising and falling... Mm. Um, the various other GC riders who you know either made big gains and lost it all, or just steady Freddie like Kroiswick and Bookman, who mm. we, I mean, kind of we were saying the same thing last week, really. Thomas also kind of steady Eddie, yeah, um, very consistent. Thomas, I mean, let's be honest, if he got he got beaten by his teammate, you know, he didn't get beaten yeah. by any of the other riders. Um, but on the 
thing of like um, rise and fall and, and the benefits and stuff, an interesting thing I read uh, was about, you know, because Bernal came from Gianni Savio's team. Uh, oh, yeah. And so Gianni Savio's whole business model for his team is he goes, he, he goes to Colombia and places, and he, fi- he finds young riders, signs them to very long contracts, and then when they do well, he sells them to the world tour. Basically, he's they they, they you know so Ineos Sky Ineos bought out his contract. Yeah, and apparently with Bernal, he had an extra clause for if Bernal wins the Tour de France. So Gianni Savio got paid this weekend. So who pays him for when Bernal wins? Does Bernal pay out of his like or does no, Sky Sky, pay? Sky would pay Sky that. Sky pays. What yeah. an interesting. How does ha- how does Savio just go to Colombia and? Uh... I think he's had connections there for a long time, and uh, so he knows the scouts there. He knows he has a lot of you know he's been going over there, taking his t- teams racing there, and and all that kind of stuff. So he's I think he and I think he had some sort of coaching um, job in Colombia years ago. So yeah, interesting character. Gianni Savio because he doesn't he, I mean his team doesn't really you've seen what his jerseys look like there's like 500 tiny sponsors on there probably all giving like five to five euros a piece or something he's the Nipo Fini Ventini no no he's um, Spider-Mac no he's, oh uh, well yes Androni Sidemerk yes Androni Giacatoli Sidemerk whatever you know uh, that team but yeah um so let's actually go back to and kind of talk about how it all shook out. I think sort of the the biggest thing is is the the nullification or the ending of stage that was nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then the the vast shortening of stage twenty, which kind of removed some of the you know the high mountains from the tour, and and it sort of we didn't quite maybe get to see as much. Um, climbing battles as a lot of people hope to but it, it's it seemed to shake out in the way that it would have shook out anyway mm-hmm. um but yeah some crazy weather on stage 19 uh landslides means they had to shorten the stage and and they um basically took the times to the top of the col de Isuard, yeah um which riders learned on their way down the mountain um that was an interesting stage because my uh, well, interesting stage for me um, because my brother's bachelor party was the night before, mm-hmm. um, and it's on West Coast time, so the tour was pretty early the next morning. Ooh! So I it was over by the time you woke up. No, and no, I I, had, I was actually still on Louisiana time, so I got up, I woke up, and I I turned the tour on my phone but i, I kind of laid there and just listened to it mm-hmm. as all this kind of chaos is happening and, and then slowly started like waking up like wait what wait what's going on um i don't know what do you guys think about <laughs> that craziness well I, I think daniel freeb said that uh what happened in the last two stages of the tour took it from a from a five-star tour to a four and a half star tour and mm. i would say that's probably pretty well put it definitely put a damper on the end of the race i don't think that it at, i don't think that it created any sort of asterisk or cloud of controversy as some people no. suggested uh and i think if you asked uh julian alaphilippe who lost the yellow jersey that day and ultimately lost the tour because of 
you know, of, of, of that stage. Uh, I think the results were, were baked in at that point. And, uh, and as you said, Bodie, it was going to end the way it ended. It was unfortunate. Um, I think that some things lower down in the, in the GC order might have shaken out. I think that we might have gotten a bit more battle in Movistar. Might have, yeah, would have been <laughs> yeah. just twisting the knives a bit more at each the other. Tour within yeah. the tour, yeah. the incestuous Movistar battle, um, Movistar versus uh, Movistar. Yeah. yeah, but no, and 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 the and the final stage, I think, really suffered. Uh, I say the final stage, stage twenty, the final stage prior to the the parade into Paris, really suffered by virtue of being shortened a bit, and also um, because of the way stage nineteen ended, uh, there really wasn't a lot to fight for in that final stage. You had, mm-hmm. as Matt mentioned, Garrett Thomas in second place. He wasn't going to attack his own teammate to try to take yellow. Uh, Kreuzweg just behind him probably was feeling pretty good once Alaphilippe got dropped on that stage and right. he had now made the podium uh, and, that and we, he wasn't going to attack. And unless, I don't think Kreuzweg would, would be capable of attacking Bernal. And I think for Kreuzweg, that's, I mean, I think he's got to come home happy, right? That's sure. realistically, I think, as good as he could have done. Look, everybody in the top five... If you're any one of those five, you got to be super happy. Egan Bernal won the tour. Yep. Garrett Thomas, his teammate won the tour, and he won. He had won the tour last year, so yeah. he can spread the love. Uh, Stefan Kreuzweg probably was had aspirations to, to end up on the podium, but third was maybe the, the best, best he was ever going to. Yeah, I mean, just a, ever in a Grand Tour. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Bookman in 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 fourth. Oh, what a what huge a, surprise! Top ten was probably a, a pipe dream for him, and he winds up in fourth place. And then Julian Alaphilippe in fifth. What an amazing tour! Yeah, he's the he was quite frankly probably the star of the tour. Yes, absolutely. Uh, gets most combative in addition to a top five finish. He probably didn't even figure into a top ten going into this. Oh, if so you, all five of those. I mean, that's why this tour was so interesting and yeah. exciting, in my opinion. I mean, if you'd have if you'd have said the day before the tour started to Philippe, hey, you're gonna get fifth place. Uh, in this Tour de France. You're going to win a mountain finish, mountaintop finish. Yeah, you're going to win a mountaintop finish against the best climbers in the world. And finish second to Thibaut Pino in another one, gapping, uh, and you're going to win a time trial. Yeah, you're going to win a time trial. He'd, he'd have been like, I'll take it. Well, actually, he didn't win a mountaintop finish. I'm sorry, you're right. He didn't win a mountaintop finish. But he did win. I meant, I meant to say the time trial, and then he no. finished second to Pino in yes. the mountaintop finish. But yes. he, but he, he, he put he time all into other. all of his rivals. Yeah. Except for Pino, yeah. Sorry about that. I misspoke. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he would have been he would have been over the moon at that at that thought at finishing fifth. And I think he has said now he's going to focus next year. His big focus is uh, is another tour, the Tour of Flanders. That's his big focus next year. Interesting. He's not, he's not going to try to win the tour next year, but he's saying there's no. But maybe sometime in the future. Why not? You know, this is hmm. way off the subject, but I'll just put it out there. Alaphilippe, is he a potential world champion? I mean, certainly oh, depending yeah. on the depending on the the parkour. Um, you so know, this year he's a potential yeah. world champion for yeah. this year. It's on that parkour. Yeah. 
Uh, well, can we? I mean, just want to, since we were kind of going through the uh, the final top five, um, you know, what's interesting is that that first four were within two minutes, and then there was that drop off to Al Flip at four. But if you if you would have had more mountain stage talking to people moving up, you had Londa at four twenty three, Iran at five fifteen, and Kitana at five thirty, Valverde at six twelve. So yeah, there was a those people could have battled it out for maybe fifth and uh, taken Al Flip's spot. But who guess who came in top ten? He kind of whimsically uh, parlayed his way up to a top ten. He said, uh, ba- "Wawa Barguil, yeah. Warren Barguil, yeah. the French national champion." Yeah. Um, my ride or die, mate, on my fantasy squad. I don't actually know how many points he scored for me, but uh, I think after the last two years, you have to kind of give him that solid, solid ride for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, he's definitely um, getting his form back. That's for sure. Uh, Roman Bardet ends up in the in the polka dots. Yeah, kind of uh, bittersweet, probably for him. He had a shitty, shitty GC campaign. Yeah, I think the polka dots were a bit of an afterthought for him. You get, yeah, I mean, you got to say he kind of lucked his way into the polka dots in the end, really, because Bernal would have been in Bernal would have taken that jersey along with yellow and white. That's right. Um, if if they had not have nullified that, and, and frankly, sure the only the only reason Bardet had an opportunity to go for that jersey on the day that he that he got it um, was because he was so far down on GC, and yeah. that's often the way that works, yeah. right? right? I you mean, know, that's, I mean, we saw Quintana win a stage, um, and it happened to be because he was nine minutes down. Um, but I mean, it was good for him because it put him back in the competition with Movistar. Um, but you know, that's how he was able to get a win. Um, it's interesting. So Bernal, let's say, let's say Bernal wins. He wins the yellow. He wins, he wins the white. Mm-hmm. He could have possibly won the mountains Jersey. Yes. Was there, is there any way that you can also win the green Jersey? Well, yes, you can. I mean, uh, Eddie Merckx did it in his first Grand Tour. I was he won all. Had... He won all the jerseys in his first Grand Tour. Wow, yeah, that's pretty. In impressive. his first Tour de France, yeah. Uh, I don't. They may not. Have, I don't think they had a white jersey back then. But he did win King of the Mountains, yellow jersey, and the and the uh, green jersey. Yeah. So yeah, there were some. I don't know where this. I saw this on the internet, or maybe it was in a podcast. But they were talking about some of these jerseys and and the fact that Bardet, you know, won the polka dot jersey. You know, by essentially what maybe winning one mountaintop. Yeah, um, it's basically it. Won uh, that won the big uh, big or category mountaintop. Where Wellens mm-hmm. had really kind of fought for a bunch of you know category four and yeah and threes and was in the break a lot. And the idea is like, is that a fair shake of things? I mean, it's a bigger climb. It's a climber's jersey. Wellens is not really a climber, so really like I don't know. Just kind of interesting to think about the way these things are awarded and the fact. That um, Sagan won the green jersey for the seventh time, which is, is that a new record? It or is a record. Top, a new record. Yeah, he's now beaten um, Eric... Uh, Zabel. Zabel, yep. Who had so, six. Yep. But it's kind of like, are we bored with that now? Uh, Sagan winning, winning the green jersey. It's about consistency, isn't it? It's not... I mean, the, the, I think the lower prize, those lesser prizes... White jersey is a sign of a rider that's coming up and is going to be, you know, somebody, a potential future... GC person because it's based on their overall yeah, time. time. Whereas the mountains jersey, depending on the tour itself, could be won by you know you you just don't know you know it's it's kind of it's usually somebody who's a pretty good climber. 
Pretty but, good climber, but that's lost a lot of time in the GC. Although, but uh, sometimes, it, but sometimes it's not. the leader of the tour that wins it, or somebody who's on the podium wins it. You know, it's it just depends. I mean, how it shakes out. I guess what hopefully we'll see, um, and I don't know if it's going to happen this way next year, but I think that you know we we talk about uh, Wout uh, Van Aert as a good maybe challenger to the green jersey. I think that uh, yeah, twenty twenty one. Unfortunately, we got to wait two more years for Matthew Vanderpool to make his tour debut. He seems like an even stronger challenge to the green jersey than um, Wout. Although Wout did win his stage win did come. In a group sprint with sprinters, with Sagan, yeah. <laughs> so, so he beat Sagan, and he's beat Sagan in that sprint, yeah, yeah. Um, but Vanderpol is equally capable of doing that, as we know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he could definitely be a green jersey. Not a podcast if we don't talk about Vanderpol. Vanderpol. Speaking of sprinters, yeah. uh, Caleb Ewan sort of establishing himself as the uh as king the, the king of the king of the sprinters yeah. this year three stage wins yeah. all toward the end of the tour he really rounded into form and um he seemed just like, had it at the end seemed like he had the form earlier on just didn't quite have the positioning or a little bit of bad luck mm-hmm. um I, but you know maybe as the as the tour lengthened and he you know was able to keep his strength while some of the other sprinters maybe faded a bit or just kind of figured out um, his logistics and getting himself to the line in a good position. Yeah, he won any one on the Champs-Élysées. So it's, it's, yeah, that's with, a... With a phenomenal burst at the finish of that sprint. That was sensational. You know, speaking of this tour and sprinting, really an interesting tour for sprinters in the sense that there were really no lead-out trains this year. I mean, there was just barely any... Well, quick step... Um, De Kunic had there was the one state the stage where Viviani won it was basically he could not lose the, I guess the, that's right the that lead was out the, was just so it, perfect that was the one stage but I mean you know there was nothing nothing set up in in Paris uh, no for, Paris for, was a big mess yeah it was a, yeah. just a giant a giant free for all in fact Viviani got dropped he was I don't think he was even in the top 10 in that sprint yeah Gronewagen uh, they both uh, Ewan and Gronewagen kind of went around with Chasey and uh, I don't know, was it Philipson, but three people who were sprinting and, and they were kind of were behind and they went around him and uh, Ewan went to the right and uh, uh, Grunewagen went to the left and Grunewagen just kind of looked over and looked at Ewan and just kind of gave up. Yeah, he stopped pedaling. He just, yeah, he stopped pedaling like, you know, Maybe 10 meters from the line. I just mean, knew he, didn't, he just knew he wasn't going to get there, I guess. Um, and well, you got feel for, you got to feel bad for Bosenhagen. He has been... I, th- I don't think he's like in the last five six tours. He's like been a never. He's always been in the top ten on the Champs Elysees and often like fifth, fourth, third, or whatever. Yeah, but like he went early and way early. But what? I mean, like he's not. He's not going to win the pure sprint. It's very unlikely. So like Bosenhagen needs to like. I mean, so what would have happened if like? Can you actually get a break going? Um, well, it's on um, stage twenty-one. It has happened before. You know who's won it ahead of the sprinters before on the Champs Elysees. He know. Yeah. But I heard that was kind of set up. They let him win. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we maybe we were joking around about Alaphilippe, like you know, going in a move. Um, I mean, but like, I guess it's probably pretty frowned upon. It's really hard to make it. Or it's- is it just like? You couldn't really do it. I don't know. I, you know, from what I was saying when I was messaging you guys about, you know, maybe the maybe the peloton lets Alaphilippe 
take a little bit of a flyer. I mean, I was thinking more in that ceremonial first pass. Usually yeah. the, the, the mm-hmm. Yellow Jerseys team sort of comes through first. And I kind of thought, you know, often you, you see the situation like when um, – if somebody's retiring. Uh, someone's let them retiring. Take that first um, lap I'm, off I'm, the front. I'm, I'm thinking Philippe Gilbert. Obviously, that's not who who I'm who I mean. Um, no, there was. Um, oh, but in any event, yeah. it'll come to me. He's now riding a moto in the Brad in Wiggins? the tour. No, no, French rider used to be on Sylvain Quick Step. Sylvain Chavanel. Chavanel, yeah. yeah. When he was retiring, he they uh, let him ride through on his own. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been a nice move for for Alaphilippe this tour, but wasn't wasn't to be. Um, and and so there you have it. You know, it's interesting. This is, I think, a fairly new thing where they have them finish uh, at sunset, right? On the yes. Shop? Uh, last two or three years. They, and I think the first time they did it was the centenary race was the first time they did it. And that's the first time they had had them actually go around the Arc de Triomphe as well, which is now, which is now part of it, which is great. Because they didn't used to actually, they did, they used to turn around before they got to the arc. Just do a sharp U turn like we do in PBS. Oh, really? At the, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. They didn't it was go a around hot dog the crit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, I just was just thinking that the lighting was pretty beautiful. It's 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 yeah. a pretty phenomenal uh, finish to a bike race and kind of the ultimate twilight crit. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the ultimate. I mean, I guess they went through the Louvre, the Louvre, the Louvre. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's that was new this year. Like, that was new. How many crits go through a museum? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty sweet. When you talk about, uh, you know, blocking off some roads, you know, stuff we try to do here. Uh, imagine, imagine uh, the logistics of of doing what they did. But yeah, brand uh, completely new approach into Paris this year. They actually came through. Uh, the they, they came through uh, the Latin Quarter this year, which they they don't normally do. Mm-hmm. They normally come from the from the west. Yep. Uh, and the, the, this year they sort of came th- from the east and then crossed the crossed the river and and, and came came through the Louvre and but all. They that. still kind of nice. started out towards the Versailles area where they often do. Yeah. And then sort of, the, but then they came east and then backed backed in again. Yeah. It was uh, but it was great. Well, this is also the the stage twenty one was the day after my brother's wedding, so I was also I only watched the uh, sprint on the uh, on yeah. The I mean, there's there's not really not much, much else to see. There's not much else going until they actually get into Paris. Yeah, I mean, there's the ceremonial toasting of the champagne and all that sort yeah. of stuff, but that's yeah, that's about it. And it's it really becomes kind of a recap of the of the week. It, it really depends on who the announcers are and what sort of stories they want to highlight and the cameras sort of pan around and find different people in the peloton and they tell the tell the story there's a lot of photo ops obviously like you know Ineos all come right at the front and yeah link was, arms and then all the colombians came to the front which i was thought that was nice. pretty cool yeah, yeah very nice and then sagan photobombed yeah yeah <laughs> he's like i'm coming through speaking of speaking of sky all getting together and posing for photos it was <laughs> uh it was a seven uh, Ineos. it was a seven man Ineos team that was posing for photos this it year it was only a seven man Ineos team uh, yeah. and that's because uh, luke Rowe got himself ejected Mm. By the race commissars this year for a little uh, for a little fisticuffs he had with uh, Tony Martin in stage what sixteen seventeen round about there yeah and not really two guys you would expect to be doing that yeah, two at pretty even tempered guys honestly a couple sort of sort of big guys you yeah. know they probably you know don't 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 well for uh, professional cyclists they're big guys they yeah. probably weigh all of you know seventy kilos yeah so yeah. But, but uh, Bodie, you and I had a sort of difference of opinion on this one. Uh, at least we haven't talked about it in person, but from just throwing messages back and forth. 
I thought it was a little bit aggressive and and sort of ridiculous to kick these guys out of the tour, and that it would have been a better message um, to for the for the uh, UCI to have uh, promoted their very contrite uh, dual apology that 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 was actually filmed. And granted, that was probably a bit of PR because they were hoping maybe that they wouldn't get kicked out of the race if right. they got contrite and sort of shook hands and made up, but. I bought it. I believed it. I think they were legitimately, uh, legitimately contrite and apologetic, and 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 quite honestly, fairly uh, well behaved toward each other, and that they were broadcasting a positive message about not letting your head uh, run away with itself in the midst of a of a of a heated, literally heated race performance. I think it was 105 degrees that it day. Was they were very racing. very hot. Yeah. Uh, but Bodie, you had a different idea. You thought it was. You, you sort of agreed with it and uh, curious to hear the counterpoint to that. Yeah, I, I think originally it seemed a bit rash and really you saw what you really saw was Tony Martin cutting off Luke Rowe. That was kind of the, mm-hmm. the first video that circulated Twitter that I saw a bunch of times. But then you saw an extended version where you don't actually see um, because they're behind a bunch of riders, but there's definitely some hands on the face from Rose. Rose hands are somewhere near Tony Martin's face and throat, and yeah. not sure if he's grabbing or if he's punching. And I think that you just kind of have to, like, you know, just nip that in the bud. And, and it doesn't matter if they made up afterwards. It, it's a thing that happened during the race. And last year, Moscon was booted for striking someone. So, I mean, yeah. everybody hates Moscon, so we're glad he's out. And I think you kind of have to be level and uh, the same punishments for no matter who you are. Uh, you know, Tony Martin, you know, former world champion time trialist and, you know, one of the maybe patrons or elder statesman and Luke Rowe, you know, the boss of, of, of Sky's yeah, train. The, the road captain. Yeah. yeah so, I, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'm, I'm actually glad that they were able to, you know, come and shake hands afterwards on their own accord. Right. Um, so that's cool. I think that I think, I think their video that they did afterwards is great. And I think that sets a good example for the youngsters. But in the, in the moment, you did it. Uh, you sort of committed a foul, as they say. And uh, you, that's, there's a punishment for that. So you shouldn't be hitting other people. Do the crime. You got to do the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's, uh, there are two things. I agree I agree with both sentiments and I I think the one thing that stands out is when you're endangering the other riders in the race and the the fans at the side of the yeah, road that was, because that was like they could have taken out some uh, you know th- those fans that, that was that was pretty damn close that that aspect of it is like that makes it more questionable but I think there are some good things that may hopefully there's some things that may come out of this um, probably not knowing the UCI but they need to give a reason for these things. They need to give a statement and say why these things have happened. If you look at, uh, look at the NFL or whatever, right? So there's like NFL, I mean, there's always, you know, these like on, on field infractions and the referees will tell you this. Okay, and this is like video replay, right? This is like video assisted refereeing um, after the fact. They can give a statement out as the reason why or they can, and they can also you know, there's also levels of things they can do. It's either it's either on or off with this thing, right? I think, well, they can find them, right? They can they find can, them. They can find them. They can dock them points or time, relegate them in time, um, which wouldn't have mattered to those guys at all. Um, I think no. if I think if there would have been maybe some like argy bargy, but hands on the bars, like I could see you say like, okay, you're going to lose five minutes. Yeah. 
um, sort of a ceremonial punishment. But I think, you know, the hands come off the bars. And like you said, he was Tony Martin really kind of pushed Roe into the street where a bunch of fans were. Then I think it's you got to make the call. And they didn't they didn't say why they did it. I'm confused. I thought they did. I mean, they, they did it because of the way they acted. Yeah. What do you mean? UCI. I mean, they, they. Yeah, they didn't give any explanation for it. They just said that they. I think they just. It was just they announced that they're they're being ejected from the tour. Yeah. And I thought it was also a bit cheeky that they imposed a fine that was just at, but not over the level that would have triggered their ability to appeal it. Hmm. Although I suppose maybe that's something that they that they do relatively often. But anyway, just a thought. I just wanted to. I just wanted to have a. a, a cordial conversation about it so i'm glad we did well let's not end the tour on that um someone one of you has asked the question was this the best tour de france or the greatest tour de france matt i think you must have asked that question i did ask that question yeah (laughs) uh so i'm asking that question to you guys i out of the ones that i have watched and it'll it's a small sample size i will say yes well, I, the way you asked the question, Matt, I presume that you're you're looking for a distinction between best and greatest. Uh, it certainly it's wasn't just kind of a you know. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's what people ask on Instagram yeah, all the time. Uh, yeah, it certainly wasn't the greatest Tour de France. Uh, but but I think he's phrased the question to only give one answer. I think that's his point. Yeah. He he has a desired outcome, and he's he's no, worked the I'm, system I'm, to. I'm uh, just I'm just messing. I'm, I, yeah. It was good. It was great. I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, and I think the idea, I, a lot of twists and turns, as, as most Grand Tours end up actually having, you have 21 days of racing. You get all kinds of stories that come out. But I think the fact that uh, Alaphilippe, uh, Bernal, um, you had the stages being shortened and canceled, uh, riders being kicked out. I don't know. It was, I think it was a really entertaining. Pinos, Pinos, like, ugh. You know the the, the, tra- the under- triumph and yeah, the tragedy. If, right if, there. if heartbreak, if heartbreak is a is is a factor that that goes into it, I mean, boy, that that just that was one of the biggest heartbreaks oh. that that I can remember. In, Have you seen my- the video circula- circulating around now with no. him and Mark Mario like sat next to each other afterwards? You know, no. like talking about it and like it's just. I haven't seen any of the videos. All I I all, I didn't even see the video of him getting off his bike, and and mm. um, I just know that he somehow banged his leg with his own handlebars and that took him out of the tour uh super interesting tour yeah very interesting compelling lots of good storylines what it lacked i think ultimately was a real battle of the big gc contenders in the mountains there was just no real attacking counter-attacking edge of your seat um edge of your seat mountain Racing. There were some great moments in the mountains. I think of uh, I think of the the stage that Pino won and mm-hmm. and uh, Alaphilippe finished second. Gutty performance by both of those guys. I think about uh, Quintana with his solo win. I think about Nibali winning that final stage. Yeah. That was you know that was nice to see. That was really the one thing that redeemed stage twenty was the fact that Nibali stayed away and 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 won that stage. But I think that it I think it missed on. A signature feature of Tour de France racing, which is that big mountain GC contender right. battle, and uh, and so I'd give it four out of five stars. I don't even think I'd give it four and a half out of five, just mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, but it was fun to watch, beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of fun, uh, let's go over our fantasy tour mm. results. It's not uh, particularly fun for any of the three of us. <laughs> Well, it's true. It was 
For some, it's a lot less fun than others. Yeah. I yeah. Would say. So pretty much, he once he kind of got the lead, never let go. Uh, Sam LeBlanc, Hood Rats, uh, came in first. He, he just of, he bossed it like he bossed the the Punch Train Beach Summer Series last summer. He he snagged the jersey early and never let it go. Yeah. He uh, he beat second place rider uh, by two thousand points. Uh, second place was Sagan in the Wind, uh, my friend J D White. And in third place was Darnell. Um, yeah, so re- regarding to the podcast, mm. let's see who won that contest. I think Matt won that. I did. Looks and, like Matt, yeah. And and do you know, Matt, I failed on the final stage. I failed to name a road captain. Mm. And I think if I had, I have an idea of who my road captain probably would have been for that stage. And I think... I might have beat you had I just simply named a road captain yeah. and gotten double points for that guy. But you and I battled it out. We were back and forth. Unfortunately, we're battling it out for seventh and eighth place in yeah. a uh, eleven-man league. Yeah, that's a but, that's a very wide-angle podium right yeah, there for sure. But uh, uh, yeah, fighting it out for mid-pack honors. Yes, but, uh, I think it's well, it, finding it out for podcast honors. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's more important than congratulations, anything else. Matt. Thank you. You won the podcast. Yeah. I uh, did. I I did not come in last, so there is that. That's impressive because the I person think, who, the person who came in last didn't have any points at all and didn't actually make a team. That's right. So does that count as last, or is it last our friend Chip Parker? Who, did you beat Chip? I did. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I yeah I had a lot of issues with remembering to switch my road captain and yes. finishing the tour with two people who weren't even in the race. Well, uh, now we know how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year we'll actually do a better job. And I have to say, uh, kudos to the, the league organizers, whoever they may be, some conglomerate of people that are developing games. Not like the Velo Games, which is actually just a dude who's sitting yeah, out. It's very room. professional. It's very well put together. And it's interesting. And I'm, I presume it's like instantly drawing the data from the results of the tour. And oh, yeah, everything. because they, they, they get the results up instantly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, good good game. We'll try to do better at it next year. Yes, uh, I, I want to take some credit for my good friend JD getting uh, second because I'm pretty sure he listened to the podcast to inform him for his picks. Maybe we should listen to the podcast. And, That's uh, our problem. As we say, not as we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, guys, um, there's still a bunch of other pro stuff happening um, while the tour was going on. I have no idea what it was. Um, but I do know that uh, Matthew Vanderpaul and Yolanda Neff are Euro mountain bike champions. That's right. Yep. So whatever that means. Uh, I believe Neff is actually she was already Euro mountain bike champion, so she doesn't need a New Jersey. But uh, yeah, Vanderpaul. I guess I don't think he rode the the Dutch championship. I don't think he did. Before. But his teammate uh, is um, <clears throat> uh, Alvarado. She is the U23 Dutch champion. Mountain bike champion. Mountain bike champion. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And and reigning Euro uh, cross champion, am I right? Uh, U23. U23, yes. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, also, um, you know, speaking of mountain biking, and we were watching one of the World Cups and, and towns, and you were like, where are all the American riders in the UCI World Cups and I don't actually know they're for, my... for the men right for obviously, the men. Sorry, Kate, sorry, for yeah. obviously Kate Courtney is is uh yeah Kate Courtney things on fire is in, the in, boss in... of all bosses right now yeah. yeah um 
But I just uh, mountain bike nationals just happened to happen uh, recently, and Bill CX Harris did a little mountain bike heat check, mm-hmm. and so I can report to you guys that Chloe Woodruff is your U.S. national mountain bike champion in the I guess the XC, yeah, maybe. and then she also won the short track, and Keegan Swenson is your mountain bike. Uh, national champion so now, is he a cross rider as well no he's a mountain bike rider he is known for or i know of him because he's dating um sofia gomez villafan villafane villafania so okay who is focused on mountain bike this year and i guess she will not be racing in a cross huh. anyway so that's that's our mountain bike uh corner update okay well am i gonna see this guy, what's his name again? Keegan Swenson? Keegan Swenson. Am I going to see Keegan Swenson racing in UCI World Cup mountain bike? I don't know. Well, they've got one coming up in the U.S., and I presume so he'll, I be bet re- he'll be there. He'll be there at that one. And also Canada, Mont I bet he'll be there. Okay. And I when don't... is the the world is the world championships Mount St. Anne? Mount St. Anne? Hmm. Where is it this year? Good I feel, question. I Maybe. feel like it is. I that feel like that was the thing was you could... Like Vanderpool could do uh, world championships and then do two World Cups, okay, yeah. cross World Cups. But I don't um, know if that's going to happen for him. We, yeah, I mean he's also got road worlds to think about. And, yeah. Uh, the other 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 uh, national champ mountain bike news. Uh, Tom Pitcock is British mountain bike champion. Didn't know he rode mountain bikes, but yeah, just he just tried I mean, it out. Why not? Just thought he'd try it out, and uh, see, seemed like he he did fairly well. Uh, and also, I don't know if she's overall or U23, but uh, Evie Richards is also uh, mountain bike oh, champion. I think I saw that on her Instagram. Yeah. Um, well, another fun part of this uh, post-tour uh, season, and the, the main one being that Cross is coming, is the uh, the transfer season. Yeah, the silly season. It is. A bunch of, a bunch of rumors bubbled up uh, during the tour, and now that it's tomorrow is August 1st, yeah. they can officially, I believe, start talking about them. Yes. All right, well, give me, some, give me some of the big ones, Bodie. Okay, so there's been a lot of rumors about Quintana mm-hmm. going to our KSM sick. Apparently, this is a rumor that Arkea Samsic and Katusha are going to merge. And there was some how they're taking 11 riders from each team. I'm not sure, though, but whatever. That's 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 the big one I thought of. Um, that's, that is a big one. Are um, Katusha Samsic or is it Katusha Arkea Samsic? Katusha Mick. Katusha Nick. Uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> but that, yeah, we, I think we already talked about it before that Katusha is losing Canyon. And they and they were losing uh, Alperson um, because Canyon is just all in on Vanderpol uh, from their point of view. Uh, but Katusha have had a terrible season so far, and they didn't have a great tour either. No, they didn't. They they yeah. tried to get in some breaks. They tried to do some stuff. Uh, Zacharin just kind of bombed on GC. Mm. Niels Pollitt was in a couple breaks. Yeah. Uh, he was in a break on the Champs-Élysées that was never going to go anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah well, boy. Well, Niels had a good spring. So, I mean, you can't... They, I, yeah. I listened to the cycling podcast. Apparently, Marco Holler has raced the most days out of anybody in the Pro Peloton. Something like yeah. 80 days. Wow. And Marco Holler, I think, actually has their... May, may have their most wins at, uh, this year. <laughs> Because he won some hot dog crits in Australia. Yeah, in so. January. <laughs> so, what about uh, Ineos? We got to, we have some transfer news with Ooh. with Ineos. Uh, Carapaz going to Ineos. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna have 
There are three grand tours as far, well, not counting, obviously, the Tour of California. Or we could count the Tour of California because Bernal won that. There are three, well, there are three official grand tours, but they're going to have four grand tour winners to spread across them. Uh, there's going to be, you know, there, there may be some tears and tantrums involved with that. Yeah, we'll see how Froel Froomdog uh, makes his recovery. Apparently um, it's going very well. So he's ahead of schedule. Always go really well. Yeah, from bot. Um, so what? So a lot of big rumors that um, Tom Dumoulin may be leaving Sunweb to mm. go to Yumbo Visma. That's right. Yeah, it's a pretty like strong that. rumor. Dutch team. Dutch team. Dutch. They really want him. And the the head of the owner of Yumbo. Yumbo is owned by a single person. It's not like a public company or anything. And that guy really really wants. Uh, so they they're gonna have. They a, would also have Roglic. Christwick, Dumoulin, Christwick, yeah, yeah. So kind of second division, you know, second just like tier. second tier, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, if you, if you look at look at the Movistar, you know, sort of Los stuff Galacticos. over the over the years, yeah, it's never really worked out well for them. So I mean, Mo- it worked. At, they had three guys in the top ten of the tour this year, but nobody's well, that, talking about Movistar. I think that's really interesting too, because you think like Ineos mm. last year had two guys on the podium. This year they had two guys on the podium. So Movistar couldn't get any of their Galacticos <laughs> in the top five. You know, at least at least with like it's it. I feel like with Sky Ineos they managed to stay on brand. You yeah, know? well they go all in and uh, they don't have Landa, um, who Landa <laughs> is apparently going to go maybe to Brian Brian Merida. That's yes because. Uh, Nibali is going to go to Trek. Speaking of an owner really wanting a rider, mm. the Segafredo guy really wants Nibali. So, yes, because yeah, Italian sponsor wants an Italian rider to be um, because you know Trek Segafredo is like we need to pull in some GC contenders because our, our because old we've boy, got Richie Port, <laughs> Richie Port, <laughs> who finished what twelfth? I don't even. Yeah, I think it was twelfth. Yeah. Richie. He's a he's a monster GC in the Southern Hemisphere. I think yeah. Richie Port is like TJ, a week long. I agree. Stage racer, or he's kind of like a little troll that hangs out on Wollonga Hill and challenges people to climb that. <laughs> the troll them. of Wollonga. The troll of Wollonga. Oh, there you go. That's a good nickname. <laughs> hey, speaking of nicknames, and before we leave pro cycling, because I know we got a bunch of USA crits and other stuff to get to real quick, but did we get any response to our uh, nickname for Walt Van Eric? No response. Um, no, nobody wants to respond to whether or not the Shovel of Flanders or the Belgian Bonanza is a better nickname. So we're just going to have to go and ask the man himself, Wout Van Aert. Uh, we're going to slide into his DMs mm. okay. on Instagram story. I like it. We're going to get this together and uh, see what he likes better. All right. And, and maybe, do, do we know, maybe in Belgium they actually do have some kind of a nickname for him that they we might. don't know about. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. probably not nearly as good as either one of those. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, while we're on the subject of cross and transfers, uh, I just saw today that Quinton Hermans is going to Arcade, uh, uh, no, sorry, not Arcade, sorry, going to another French team, Total Direct Energy. Yeah. And he's going to do some road racing for them. Obviously, they don't race. Do they race cross? I don't no, know. No, but they're going to because he's Wait, going to do so road. he's going to be on their team. And do road and cross. So Quentin Herm is leaving until Netfidea. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That'll be uh, interesting uh, times out in Waterloo 
coming up uh, next month. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if he's doing that this year or if it's at the end of, because the contracts change at end of year. So, um, so he may be contracted for Telenet Fidea for this year. But he may be in the world championships in, uh, you know, total right? kit. All right. Guys, let's talk about USA Crits. Since yes. we are the definitive podcast for USA Crits. The self-proclaimed. The, the official podcast of USA Crits. We're basically embedded with the <laughs> uh, jersey-wearing riders team. Right yeah. now, we That's, have the inside in the men. Yeah, we've the got the yeah. yeah. We uh, we would like to uh, be friends with Hagen's Urban Superman, so I'm work on it this weekend because I'm actually going to go to Littleton, Colorado. Nice to uh, take photos, which I'm pretty excited. I'm hopping on a uh, Spirit flight mm. and going to go visit. Don't our, take your bike with them. Uh, wasn't it Spirit that it was uh, Tom was flying? Frontier oh, that, that bent uh, Tom's uh, Yes, Spirit, derailleur. you really can only take uh, a shifter. Uh, like a dot bag and, you know, you have to wear like extra light clothing because yeah. the seats are small. Mm. Yeah. But the ticket's really cheap and, yeah, I'm excited to uh, see our uh, old teammate and friend, Tricky Trav, also listener of the pod, and his wife, Kelly. And they're all they're going to be racing also on awesome. Saturday. It's awesome. But well, last this past weekend was uh, San Rafael, which was San Rafael. Uh, San Rafael. San what did Rafael. I say? Yeah, yeah. San Rafael. I've actually Noob. I've actually been to San Rafael, uh, so uh, that's where Pavlov started from last yeah. year. So I uh, I took the uh, took the bus to San Rafael from uh, San Francisco. So I, fun, I, I know it uh, well. Fun movie fact about San Rafael: yeah. American Graffiti was shot in yeah. San Rafael. Indeed, I didn't know that. Mm. So it was a uh, twilight criterium, although by the time the men's race started, it was downright dark, right? Yeah. Dark. It wasn't. Uh, dark light? Well, it was, I, I'm sorry to say, I fell asleep. I was watching it and it was really, it was late. Yeah, West I Coast time. It was, and I was actually on the West Coast and I, this is <laughs> my brother's wedding. Uh, I was on the dance floor uh, with one, the phone in my hand, watching the men's race and, you know, drinking along, uh, dancing along. Drinking along. Drink, also, also drinking along. Um, so I got to watch a little bit of the race. I actually, unfortunately, did not get to watch the women's race. I, the women's race happened kind of when the first dance happened and the speeches. Mm. So I really, really tried, really wanted to be there for my brother. Um, but I did snap a few funny photos that I never got to post of uh, the, the race going on while my brother was dancing with his new bride. Uh, congrats to you, Austin and Vicky. Um, so I didn't see, but it looks like the winner of that race was Hagen Berman Superman rider Starla Tedegren. Uh-huh. And isn't she... In the overall lead, she is. Yes. So I and I was able to watch some of the men's race today, and so they interviewed her, and it sounds like she was very active and in all the moves and gobbling up points, and she's in the leader jersey and doing it, riding well. So congrats to her for getting that win, um, and yeah, she's really cemented her lead in the overall. Although about a 269-point lead over Emma Blast of the uh, Levine Law Group from Mount Hughesby. And Starla's teammate, Harriet Owen, is in third. Um, It's actually pretty close um, in the overalls for third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jolene Holland-Neve, who has moved herself up to sixth overall. And I think she got eighth at San Rafael. 
Um, she and Harry Owen missed a few of those races, I think, too. Right? She was she, she did the um, tour of the Dairyland and won that. Did she win the overall? I think she might she have. She might that have. Overall. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that we've had um, so USA Chris is going on. We also had Toad Tour of America's Dairyland mm-hmm. and Intelligentsia, which is just finished. So it really it kind of won. There's still some good crit American crit racing going on there's lots of good Uh, american crit racing but the broadcast the internet broadcast really sort of brings it into the zeitgeist really makes you aware of it like i have no idea who won the overall of toad yeah or intelligentsia i I believe toad was harry owen just because i follow her on instagram yeah i think so too um but i have no idea with intelligentsia i just see random things and you know it's like 10 races so it's kind of hard to follow all of that um but Let's talk about the men's race. Um, that was yes. the one I, ha- I got to watch while I was on the dance floor. So I didn't kind of get all of it. Um, but our friend... Um, Tom Gibbons. And our, our, our mole inside the, the USA Crits Peloton. Yeah. In the leader's jersey. Um, <clears throat> ended up third place. Made his lead bigger yeah. in the overall. Um. He actually pretty, pretty much unassailable lead now. Possibly, yeah. If you look at the leaderboard for the men, uh, USA Crits, he's got fifteen ninety six uh, over Justin Williams with eleven eighty three. So that's that's four hundred points. Two races left. Um, yeah, I mean, you get you, you get, get fifty for, points for starting, two hundred for a win. 200 for a win. So they're both going to get 50 points. So, you know, I mean, Tom would have to. There's some points, points, preems in there yeah, along preams, the way, but those are 10 points apiece. I think it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah. You yeah. Get, so congrats. I mean, Tom has just been, we were looking, I was looking at the, at, at the results and Tom, I don't think ever got less than like 210, 220 points in every nope. race. Super consistent so far. And there's two more races to go. Yeah, I looked. I actually looked at his USAC results, and he don't think he's ever finished outside the top ten this year in a race. Pretty damn consistent. Yeah, um, but well, didn't he have the one where he didn't he crash out though? At uh, I'm sure he had a DNF. Well, okay. Yeah. So if he never finished. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, you don't count the DNF, guys. All right, he crashed out. Can't right. hold that against him. Um, but no. So I was watching a little bit of that the men's race and. So there was a points preem, USA Crits points preem. He sort of missed the group, little group sprint for the for the points. Just kind of came over top of the guys and basically started the winning break. Uh, Robin Carpenter leapt on mm-hmm. uh, some guy from Mark Pro, uh, a Legion guy. They kind of went off the front, started to get a little bit of gap. Tom kind of got swallowed up by the peloton. Then the sort of break established and pretty much before it went too far up the road tom bridged up to the break yep and was able to and he was really it was basically him robin and a mark pro guy animated that break yeah yeah, they were driving that move because there was three legion guys in the break and then they had Corey and justin in the peloton so they really had all the cards i mean what are they going to do uh they can just sit on because the other guys obviously want to drive the break because they don't want to get caught and they don't want to give Justin the win. Yep. Uh, and Justin and Corey are just in the peloton while Butcher Box and Cliff Bar are pulling because they they missed the move. Um, 
And, you know, what happened is there was some uh, attack for the Gamblers Prem at two laps to go that, that split things up. Um, Tom gets dropped. and uh, But uh, Legion sits on, interestingly enough. There was a split. Tom is gapped off the back. It's three and two. Legion just sits on the guy up front, might be the Mark Pro guy, and Tom bridges back up. Yeah. and uh, Strong move. And he's able to get, hold on to third. A Legion goes one, two, and then Justin wins the um, the bunch sprint. So freaking fantastic race again for Legion, showing that they've got a depth of talent. I mean, these are I actually had never heard of the guy who won, and he's a pretty uh, pretty strong season so far. He's a young guy; I think he's only twenty mm-hmm. years old out of California. They've got a super super strong squad, haven't they? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, and and so and you think Tom's just on his own. He has nobody there at all. Yeah, you know what? I did get my automatic jersey uh, in the mail today. I got mine yesterday. I got my skin suit <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Dude, you got to get the skin suit. <laughs> well, okay. When all am right. I going to wear the skin suit? Yeah, I'm just going to put it. I'm going to get Tom to sign it for me, uh, and I'm going to put it on the wall. I actually got Tom mine on. Sign it. I got yeah. mine Monday. Uh, two days ago, and I wore it Tuesday morning on my Tuesday morning training ride. Yeah. Well, apparently FedEx wouldn't leave my jersey unless someone signed for it. Oh, really? Because mine just mine was just out on the porch. No, I, I like I had to sign for it. I missed it. Two oh, times. you know what? Maybe it's because I have a yard and you don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I, I could bring the jersey to Colorado, Tom. I could suit up. You can go and get it signed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I mean, mean, obviously, I can, we need to get a yeah, your ride team photo. And, you should cite. You should on the automatic uh, page. Is there a is there a three three four race? I'll just upgrade myself to two. Just no no big deal. Just <laughs> jump in the USA Grits <laughs> race. <laughs> That's not. Oh come on. That's not. Cool. I wouldn't do that. Come on. I'm. You guys know that's a joke though. Uh, I, no. Uh, if you can do that, can you downgrade me to five? No one can be downgraded to a five. <sighs> that. That's straight up in the rule book. You yeah. cat, your cat four for life, as they say, Matt. Cat got, four for life. I've already got. I've already got the uh, belly tattoo. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so strong riding uh, by Tom and automatic. Uh, excited to be there this weekend in Littleton to see. Hopefully, I'll have a little um, more in-depth race report for both the men's and women's race. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see our friends. I'm sure I'll see a bunch of other. Uh, Colorado peeps. Uh, maybe uh, Alan Krugoff will be there, and I'll awesome. say Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. Give me some chocolate love. Mm, mm. So you got a little something else here about Colorado on the agenda, Bodie? Yeah, well, coming up soon after the Tour of Utah, I believe, in that order, is the Colorado Classic, which has kind of changed names and been various things over the years, but Oh yeah, that's right. It used this, to be the pro Colorado uh, pro challenge, yeah, or something? Pro USA pro challenge. I mean, yeah. I think it's sort of you know yeah. back in the day the Zinger Classic, Tour of Colorado. I think was the name of it. Yeah, for, uh, some various point. things. And, yeah. Anyway, it's Colorado Classic now, and this year it's only it's a women's only stage race. Yeah. Yep. And they released the rosters, and I saw that uh, Sammy Runnels of Squid Bikes. Uh, is going to be on the women's national team. So that's the, pretty cool. The USA national team. They, yeah. they send a send a team to the race. Yeah, so there is, let's see, three times, uh, 15, 16 teams, uh, a bunch of these uh, 
UCI women's elite teams, uh, mm. other just kind of amateur teams. This is something that USA Cycling is doing now. They did this in Tour of California yep. with the men. They sent a and the men and the women. They sent a national team to the race. Pretty so cool. the other women on the team, uh, Katie Hall, who we know rides for Bulls, Domans, used to ride for UHC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other riders I actually don't know: Madeline Bemis, Anna Christian, Emma Edwards, Kara O'Neill, and then of course Samantha Runnels. That's awesome. So. Super stoked for you, Sammy. Um, I'm excited to to watch this race. Um, got Canyonish Rams going to be there. Um, who else? We have Hoggins from Supermint, um, Show Air 2020, some more amateur teams, Rally UHC. Um, so, yeah. I, I like the idea of the women's only week-long stage race. So week-long? Four, st- four stages. Four stages. Uh, speaking of Sammy Reynolds, she finished second at the San Rafael Sunset Criterium in the Women's Fixed. Yeah, that's category. right. I, I did see that. Um, and she also was in the Women's Pro Race. Um, I don't know how she did there, but um, that's pretty cool that they have a fixed gear race as well. That course has a, a downhill and like an uphill, so I'm curious how that was on fixed gears. On fixies. Well, it was uh, super spinning, steep, spinning to win on the downhill and <laughs> mashing to... Well, something I mean, else just, on the uh, uphill. What I'm thinking about is, is is how do you check you know checking your speed and, and hitting that corner and and hitting it at an angle where you're not uh, pedal striking. That, yeah, she did less well in the women's pro race. She got 27th. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Colorado Classic, guys, we have a classic of our own coming up here in Lambra. Not this weekend, but next, we've got the Crossroads Classic up in Jackson, Mississippi. It's a. Uh, is that? Oh, it, you said cross. That- crossroads. Oh, yeah, not a cross race, not yet. It's just sort of a sorry, just sort excited. of on the shoulder of the cross season, kind of a transitional race. Mm-hmm. But this is a te- uh, this is a criterium bicycle road race. Okay. And uh, on Saturday, and then the Lambra Road Championships on Sunday. We've so talked they're, about it before. Yeah, they're going to have a uh, a fat tire crit, or they're going to have a mountain bike crit, mm. or is it fat tire? Because if it's fat tire, could you just ride your cross bike? I don't know the answer to that. Could question. you ride your cross bike with some thirty fives? Well, you, oh, speaking of which, do you want to pick? Uh, I have a pair of thirty fives for you uh, at the house. If you, if you, right. if you want to, uh, I can grab those for you. Well, they did a mountain bike crit in that race last year, and I'm not sure what the what the criteria of it were. I think it was a bit of a free for all. Uh, well, it's all good, no rules. So Athens Twilight, that's or that usually has like a, a fat tire criterium. And it's often mountain bikes, but a lot of them are running slicks, I think, in that in And we get the podcast are unanimously against that, right? Yeah. I think if you're going to do it, you should be like, it should be like full, they should be on downhill bikes with three inch tires. You should do, it should, it, no, it should be on bike share bikes. That's a lot of fun. Or um, throw in another crit category for the women or the juniors. Yeah. Bike share cyclocross is is awesome well speaking of alternative racing That's terrible speaking of alternative well, we that. i know <laughs> guys aren't gonna let me make this segue sorry no. speaking of alternative racing uh we have a uh, bandit race noma to noma race around lake Pontchartrain that uh, nola fixed guys are throwing along mm-hmm. with uh, our good friend zach thomas now Taylor are any of them gonna do it fixed uh, i don't know yeah, I don't think this is a Nola Fixed event. I think it's uh, just a Zach and Oh, I'm Taylor. saying some of the guys from Nola Fixed. Taylor. Oh, it's like, oh, so it's organized by Tuesday Loops. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it, it is organized by Tuesday, Tuesday Loops. Tuesday Loops Productions. Tuesday Loops Productions. 
Yeah, so are you guys going to do Noma to Noma? I am going to do Noma to Noma. In fact, uh, I think I may have some people coming in from out of town to do this race oh, uh, with me. Snap. I'm going to... I'm trying to put together a four-man team, quote-unquote team, to do this uh, because I don't want to get myself isolated uh, and you know dropped from from a big group and have Ooh. to ride around the lake by myself. So I'm a gonna, team category would be really good, wouldn't it? That I, I don't know if they're going to. It's the last person of the of the four yeah. that 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 sets the time. I suggested that to the guys, but you know I don't want to get too deep into it. But I think mm. that would be fun if they if they made a made a team category. It could be kind of neat. I think that's a really nice idea. Yeah. So that's on September the twenty first or twenty second. It's a Sunday. Uh, third weekend in Well, there's September. been a lot of contention about the date of this event. So, uh, Well, it is It is the third weekend in September. It's either right. the 21st or 22nd, whatever that Sunday is. Nice. Uh, guys, speaking of local events, you know, we have the uh, the Giro, which is our local hard man's <laughs> training race. The, the biggest race in Louisiana. The biggest, the biggest weekend, the biggest little weekend race in New Orleans. <laughs> and um, this Sunday, uh, not a race. guys, I won it. I thought that was going to be your cold open. No, for the show. Bodie, won, well, Bodie wanted a cold open that had to do with uh, with cyclocross. You, you say you won the Giro. How do you win something you can't win? You finish first. How well, do you finish first? Well, I, I, did I you just, win the green jersey of the Giro, or did you win on time? There's no jerseys in the Giro. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know. In fact, in fact there's a lot of uh, sleeveless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I assume, I've seen Jaden in the last few weeks. I assumed that on the way back there was. Typically, a race to the top of the Hickey Bridge, right? Yeah. Isn't that sort of the ceremonial yeah. end of the ride? And yes. the guys is, race is for that? that the Hickey Bridge, the one the, the one over the canal? Is that yeah. one that, that's, that's the Hickey? That's yeah. the Hickey Bridge. So, is it when you first hit the metal? Is that the is that the finish line? I don't know. I was there was nobody anywhere near me, so it didn't even really matter. Oh, solo um, breakaway. Well, you know, look, I, I th- this actually happened. I did. I rode off the front. Um, I had uh, uh, Travis join me. Uh, and he and I rode away from the rest of the group. Th- they didn't chase us. I, I don't. I don't know what was going on that particular day. I, I, I'm. I'm not patting myself on the back for this. I, I say it a bit uh, tongue in cheek. I texted you guys immediately. Like I don't know what just happened here, but they just you know let me and Travis ride away from the, the thing, and then I beat him up the bridge. Uh, and and, and he didn't even really sprint for it either. So I, I, and I don't know how in the Jayden world it happened. Jaden wasn't there. No. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I don't really Woody know what Boudreaux was there. No, Woody wasn't there. It was just, it was a, it was a, it was a freak occurrence. I'm not taking any credit for it. No, I just, I, I just wanted to mention no, it to you guys. No, no, no. You should take, you should take all the credit. You should, you should go to a trophy store and have a trophy made for yourself and put it on your mantelpiece yeah. that you won the Giro on yeah. July, whatever it was. I mean, it's no big deal, but I'm yeah. going to show up next Sunday in a yellow jersey. It's just the way it's going to hey, go. But that's how you got to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, all right, so so I'll pat myself on the back for that one, sort of metaphorically. Uh, I, I'm going to fall on my sword, however, on agenda item number D here under local stuff. Bodie, uh, you oh, messaged me yesterday. Here, you can see. <laughs> I uh, I loaned my bike to our good friend and friend of the podcast, uh, Adam mm. Stevens. He's uh, in town for uh, a few days, and he wanted to ride Tuesday Loops. I was unable to ride Tuesday Loops yesterday because of a late meeting I had, but I loaned Adam my Serata with the uh, tubeless Hutchinson Sector 28s on it, and uh, he said he'd never ridden a bike with tubeless tires on it before, and I said, oh, man, you know, you're going to love it. It's no big, no, no problem, and what happened? Bodie, you were there. What happened? Uh, he got a flat. 
Tubeless fail. Tubeless fail. Tubeless fail. So you texted me tubeless fail, and I said, oh, well, I mean, it couldn't be a tubeless fail. It must have just been a puncture. (laughs) Suddenly, uh, after putting all the evidence together, talking to Adam about it, uh, I'm here to admit it was a tubeless fail. I didn't have any sealant in my tires. Yeah. It wasn't a tubeless fail. It was a T-bone fail. (laughs) T-bone user user fail. User User error. error. User User error. error. What was funny is that he missed the start of the ride, and he Mm. went, so he rode Tuesday Loops back the route backwards and caught up with us uh near uh robert e lee and marconi mm-hmm. literally he might have rode for about 20 feet and he yelled flat mm. and i was like oh he's on a borrowed bike does he have a saddle bag and i look back and i'm like did he have a saddle bag because we all kind of kept riding um and Jaden's like yeah i tossed him my flat kit so Jaden rode by threw him his little like beat on full of tools and kept riding <laughs> well he nice. got it fixed oh, that's a classy move so then we saw him in the next loop and he I was like you that's tubeless setup you put a tube in a tubeless setup and he's like yeah I'm like you have literally no sealant anywhere yeah so yep. it was bone dry yeah apparently that is it, the problem it's summer it's Louisiana top that's top tip Top up your tubeless. Top up your top up your tubeless. Yeah, and I guess guys. you just kind of have to do it. Uh, you just have to assume that after some period of time, mm. the sealant's going to go because you don't want to have to. You don't want to break the seal and 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 get in there, you know, because then you got to reseal. You got to reseal the bead. You spin the wheel around. No, you, you don't can't hear it. Can't so sloshing around. It's no. it's every so generally. I would say do it when it starts to get hot. Do it at Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. right? Put some sealant in at Jazz Fest. And then maybe put some more in. Fourth of July? Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Okay. And then another one, and then maybe, maybe, maybe top it up at Labor Day, and then you can probably do it again at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like Mardi Gras Jazz Fest, uh, Fourth of July, and Halloween. All right. That's, That's that works too. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Guys, we got some viewer mail this week. Bodie, you shared this with us. I want you to read this. I'm excited to, to hear about this. You want me to read all? It's it's oh, a long I don't, email. I'm gonna, you don't have to read the I'm whole thing. Pick out the pick the, out the some highlights. Pick yeah, out some uh, highlights. Shout out to our friend Ryan Clark, uh, as he said, message from long lost Ryan Clark. Yeah, old friend of the podcast. Old friend, old, one, of the, one of the original, maybe, maybe the first friend of the probably podcast. the first friend he, of the podcast. He yeah. Probably is. Yeah, Let's currently residing in San Diego. He 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 gets that trophy. Um, he offered to build up my wheels if oh, I just, yes. if I, you know, ship them to them and then she ships them back. You should definitely get Ryan to build your wheels for you. In fact, we talked about this before and I've talked about getting him to do some, but yes, he's a good wheel builder. Uh, but he had a good point. I'll read this section here. He said, I had a suggestion when I heard Matt say that Quickstep totally bossed a sprint that Viviani, Viviani won. You should change the term to boss, i.e. bossed it instead of boss. To signify when someone dominates something, since that seems to be what Marianne Voss does every time she races. You bossed it. Yeah. Did you boss it? You crushed it. Beautiful. I like that. You I mean, really there, there's always it. the there's already the hashtag like a Voss. Yeah. Uh, so we just sort of take that and we turn it into Vossed it. Vossed it. He Vossed the sprint. Yeah. Also, I also like you Vossed the Giro. I Vossed the hell out weekend. of the Giro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I Vossed. The picks for who won the podcast, who okay. won the tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Ryan thinks that we should make some Yeah You Ride podcast swag. 
he would totally rocket all the Cali races he goes to, and he would try and get us some new fans. Well, well there we was had, a Yeah, You Ride cap back we, in the day. We, I, there, I still have it. It's there fake. was a Yeah, You Ride cap. Uh, yeah, I mean, Yeah, You Ride is not only a podcast, it is a dormant website, a very active Instagram, mm. and actually a pretty much non-existent Twitter account. But, yeah. We've talked, actually, about renaming the podcast. To give well, it I wasn't to, there. Could, to give it its own identity. That's right. To to give yeah you ride back to the to the website and to your uh, to your Instagram photography. Yeah, but to also give it you know the podcast its own identity because it's the three of us. But um, we haven't come up with a good name. So although you have something well, written, well, thanks down. for including me in that conversation. Yeah, well, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Matt, yeah. maybe you should go to bike races with Townsend and I sometimes. Uh, yeah, that, That's when things get talked about. I yep. just I just watch bike races on TV. It's so much easier. There's air conditioning. Well, I mean, you can just go and hang out. That's true. <laughs> I was hanging out at bike races recently with you guys. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, I think we've... Uh, Into the agenda. Once again, knocked it all out. Um, we've lost it. We've, we... That, that was great. Uh, you, why, don't, why don't you just sign it off down yeah, there? Yeah, I always like to start. Hey, I'm uh, giving a special shout-out and uh, bidding adieu to you guys uh, for the week. I'm heading off to Bend, Oregon on Friday for a week. Uh, and if there are any listeners of the podcast out in Bend, I will see you Tuesday night at the Hammerfest. Huh. Wow. Interesting. That's a Tuesday ride in that's Bend, the, Oregon. That's the Tuesday. That's their Tuesday loop. Jiro, Weimarai. Interesting. Hammerfest. You should go ride up to the Mackenzie Pass. Apparently, Ian Boswell occasionally shows up at the uh, at the Hammerfest. Does he live there? Uh, I thought Ian Boswell lived on the East Coast, but I could be wrong. Mm, sounds uh, about right. Maybe you'll run into Chris Horner or oh, Ryan Jerbone. Oh, Chris Horner. Okay. This is a cheerio. Uh, bidding you all a fond farewell and just reminding you that the Classica San Sebastian is happening this weekend. Not featuring Dylan Toons, who was going to be there, because he is out of it after a bizarre gardening accident. Wow. Took an old borer to the shin, did he? Mm. Uh, this is the Bodie Bodie saying, I will see all my Colorado, Denver, Boulder, USA crit friends this weekend in Littleton. I'll be flying in with my camera and a pair of fresh underwear and socks. And uh, looking forward to seeing all your faces and seeing you all crush it uh, going fast around 90 degree turns. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at yayurite at gmail.com. Also, slide into our DMs at yayurite on Instagram and tell us what is Wout's nickname. The Shovel of Flanders or the Belgian Bonanza? Or do you have something slightly better than that? Because I know it's only going to be slightly better than that. That's it. Good night. And uh, see you all next week with a m- wonderful, amazing, in-depth review of the Littleton Twilight Criterion.
Uh, yeah, Ian Boswell lives in Bend. 